everybody, and welcome back to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm Alicia Sharp, your host, and today we have the third part of Erwin McManus and Ed Milet's interview. And today he's talking about when he had cancer and how he didn't have any fear. And I think that's absolutely phenomenal because I know for the overwhelming majority of people who have experienced that in their lives or who have known somebody who has had it, the first reaction that we have is fear and we're afraid that we're going to die. And I know for me, like something that he says resonates with me and that's that you're afraid that you've never really lived. Like a lot of people might not be afraid to die. They're just afraid that they've never really lived. And, and I'm thinking, you know, that's so true. Like I, I feel like so many times I waste time during my days where I could be doing something else. And of course I don't want to live with regrets. I don't, I don't want to look back and say, oh my gosh, I wish I had done that. I want to get to the end of my life, you know, and hear God say to me, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done, daughter. I love you. I'm so proud of you for living by faith and not by sight, for for choosing me, for choosing to live according to my word. And I believe that, you know, that God has so much grace for us to to do just that throughout our days, to live by faith, to live with grace. And then and then when we don't or when we have off days, not to beat ourselves up. So I just, I love the way that Irwin talks about this and his experience with his, the cancer that he had in his life. Here's the interview. Uh, it was in December, uh, three years ago, that uh, I was actually just uh, trying to get a key man policy for my business and okay. for um, the church. Okay. So that if I died, I would leave them something. Okay. And I went 10 years without being able to get a key man policy. I couldn't pass an insurance test. And so I, would, I went to the Middle East without any you know, insurance like that. And I would joke about that um, insurances don't give you life insurance. They give you death, death insurance, insurance, right? Because you, you yeah. I'm fully alive. And, and, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so I was taking tests just to get the insurance. And I went to a doctor friend of mine and said, I can't pass these tests, but they can't find anything wrong with me. I said, can you find me a doctor that could, like, you know, like an athlete in college, help me pass these tests? <laughs> okay. And my doctor friend said, that's illegal. And uh, well, I'll send you to an old school doctor and he'll help you. And that old school doctor, who must have been like almost 80 years old, uh, figured out I had cancer. And they took me in for testing and I had stage four cancer the day they found it. And it was not just in my prostate, it was in my bladder, it was in, uh, in my lymph nodes. And um, so it was, you know, pretty advanced. And they put, and then they sent it to a radiologist who was, uh, I guess, a specialist in bean radiology. And he was out of town on vacation. He flew in just to meet with me. And he sat down and he goes, I can't help you. This cancer is too advanced. Uh, the treatments won't help you, won't save your life. He said, but um, my daughter's lives have been changed by you. And so I flew in from out of uh, the state. I was on vacation, but when I saw it was your name, I flew in just to meet with you. And he pulled out, three names and three faces. He goes, these, these are the three best surgeons in the world. And if, you'll, if you ask me, I'll call them. And uh, so I said, yeah, I'll take this one and this one. Just pick two, right? You know? And, uh, <laughs> and uh, he called them up and one of them is the, the doctor who invented um, Da Vinci, the, yeah. the, the machine that goes in and performs the surgery. And, uh, um, and he fit me in three weeks later to have surgery. It was supposed to be a two hour surgery with six and a half hour surgery. Well, when the doctor Whoa. looked at me, we went in just to get a clearance that I was okay. My kids were waiting for me at a restaurant and the doctor looks at me and he says, you have cancer. And uh, my wife started crying almost instantly. 
And it was when I looked at her that I realized how heavy it was. And then we went to the restaurant and I told my kids, and it was very unwise of me to do that. We're in a restaurant, I tell them I have cancer. And it was just more than they could bear emotionally. And I realized that part of the reason I didn't um, perceive how they would react, I wasn't afraid. And yet I can tell you that I felt no fear, zero. Now, I gave myself permission to feel anything I wanted. I hate when people feel like pastors are supposed to not be humans. Right. So I tell myself, if, if I feel angry, I'm going to be angry. If I feel afraid, I'm going to be afraid. I'm just going to let whatever emotion I feel to be real. Mm -hmm. And I never felt fear. Fear, no fear, Erwin, because you were okay if you passed on because you knew you were going, or no fear because you didn't think this was the end? No, no fear because I had no regrets. Uh, I wanted to stay. I love this life. Are you kidding? I love the sound of the ocean. I love mm -hmm. looking at the beach. I love my kids. I want to see my, uh, my daughter have her grandchild. There's so many things I love about life. But I didn't have this. I think most of us are actually not afraid to die. We're afraid because of the realization we never lived. And I actually knew I'd lived fully. And, uh, and the loss would not be mine. It would be my family's. But I didn't feel fear. And I also, I don't know. I've walked in the middle of drug cartels. I, I, I've walked into rooms where Uzi machine guns were protecting every door and cocaine up to ceilings. And, and I never felt fear. And, it, it, and I think some of it is I've never been afraid to die. I've been afraid to not live each day fully. So three weeks later, when I'm going to surgery, I still hadn't felt fear and I didn't feel angry. And I realized I wasn't angry because why not me? See, I, I didn't have the sense of entitlement. Like other people suffer horribly. Other people have experienced such pain and such tragedy. How in the world could I ever be a voice to other people if I was unwilling to go through pain and suffering and tragedy? And so my only like sense of I'd like to live is I could live through this so I can help other people through this. And when I got ready for the surgery, they, they explained to me they found more, more cancer than they thought. I had to sign some papers. And um, I said goodbye to my family. And everything inside of me said, you need to say goodbye for the last time. And what was odd, and I, I was writing a book called The Last Arrow. Yeah. And I, when they told me I had cancer, I went home that night. When my family went to bed, I sat down and thought, I have to finish this book. So I was in the last edit of my book. And I opened up to the page I was on, and the first sentence I read was this. I need to tell you before you hear from someone else, I'm dying. I wrote that sentence a year before when I didn't know I had cancer. That's the first sentence I read the night I found out I had cancer. But the next line is the line that really matters. The next line after I need to tell you before you hear from someone else that I'm dying is, but so are you. And I've lived this strange sense every day of my life that I was dying. And that I need to live today as if it was the last day. And here's the crazy thing. In between being told I had cancer and the surgery three weeks later, we had this really nice uh, hybrid uh, family SUV. And I wanted to give it to this couple. And my wife's so generous, she always wants to. So I went and got it fixed. I had it detailed, made it look brand new. I'm driving it back from getting detailed. detailed. The family is waiting at our house for the car. I'm three blocks from the house. A white truck speeds through a stop sign hits me head on, totals the SUV, uh, totals that car, they run for their lives, and so it's a hit and run. And I'm feet away and I think to myself, I'm not even gonna have time to die for cancer. 
I'm going to die drunk. You know, somebody running a red light killing me. And, and the reality is that we don't know when we're going to die. We don't even know how we're going to die. And, but if we live with this sense of an expiration date, I think we'll live each day more fully. That was Erwin McManus, interviewed by Ed Milet. And you can find that on YouTube if you search under Is God For Me? Relationship versus Religion with Erwin McManus. And again, that's on the Ed Milet Show. You can also find out more information about Erwin at his church's website, which is mosaic.org. And you can find out more information about Ed Milet at edmilet.com. I encourage you to check them both out. And I hope that you have a fabulous day today and that you know that God is for you and that you can live a 320 life more than you can imagine. God bless.